Welcome to the Habit Chat Podcast. My name's Nathan. And I'm Kaylin. And, and we're, we're two guys having a chat about our habitat. Yahoo! In this episode, we talk trash to each other. We talk about all things repurposing, reusing, recycling, and all other rewords you can think of. Hope you enjoy the show. Need a shave. Need a shave. Yeah. It's getting a bit scraggly. It's that's the best description for my facial hair. Yeah. Scraggly. Scraggly. That's good though. Is it? Got a solid mo. Is it? (laughs) Is it good? Sad bands. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what? I just given up. You I've do. given up on facial hair, so I just ignore anything that happens on my face. You haven't put any effort into like pushing out some hair. No, I it's haven't like, tried to like hold my breath and do it. Yeah, that's how you usually do it anyway. Mm. So. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? I'm well. That's I'm well. good. <laughs> Bright and early. Yes. Um, before the sparrows. Yeah. Before early bird gets the worm. Yeah. So, what I want to talk about today oh, is... Here we go. <laughs> well, we're actually talking trash today. Yeah. And oh, not trash. the kind of trash that you talk Like, mates, just our general actually, conversation. Yeah, just our general <laughs> conversation, our d- general day-to-day. But yeah. we're actually talking trash. Um, and the topic for today is repurposing waste. Oh, love it. Love it, yes. love it, love it, love it, love it, love yes. it. Especially for us being in a construction industry mm. and uh, seeing where that goes. Mm. Mm. I just want to get a feel like what, what's your take on repurposing waste? Well, I feel like it's um, underrated and not really something that's tapped into. I was mm. actually thinking about this last night. Mm. Um, why would I make something new, for instance, in architecture, in a building? Mm. Why would I make something new like demolish something completely and and then throw those materials away to then just make something new on that spot. Like, wouldn't mm. it just make sense to reuse it? Like, yeah, sure, you don't like the form of the building. You could knock it down, but reuse yeah. those materials yeah. within the... That's just... I was thinking about that yesterday. Um, but general, general purpose waste, mm. my sister is really, really good at not using... Like, she... Oh, really? Yeah, she's like a full... Yeah waste nazi anything mm. anything you think of and she so she's opened my mind oh, okay yeah no that's really um that's really interesting you talking about that like reusing um is one of the key words that we want to focus on here and and repurposing um can often be misconstrued into like different forms of recycling mm. and there is different forms of re- like recycling so one of them is reusing which is repurposing that's repurposing waste there's upcycling there's recycling there's composting so they're the different types of re- like ways we can treat our waste yeah so all of those um have their own sort of um characteristics in itself but what we'll focus on today is like repurposing and that's perfect that you're you're on that wavelength of reusing and connected bro. yeah connected so i just actually wanted to start with a a really great quote from um, um, an American essayist 
my favorite what? American essayist. Amer- American essayist. Can we just pause there for a second? What the hell is an essayist? Is it like a poet, but they they just write they don't essays. rhyme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, like a scholar, but uh, yeah, right. Okay. Like an academic scholar. Okay. Um, the academic scholar is Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he, on the topic of repurposing, he. He described a weed as a plant whose virtues have not been yet discovered. Oh, chills, literal chills. And I think that really speaks to um, a lot of our attitudes around waste. We haven't really like discovered the virtues of our own waste because by our very nature, like humans have to consume, right? Yeah. We have to consume things to, to live, save food, for instance. That's like a very obvious example. Yeah. Um, but with that, waste comes out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. It's our biological like system, how it operates. And that spills over into all facets of life, like whether it's yeah, construction or fashion or mm. furniture or anything like that. It feels like as we've developed as a species, our waste has also developed. It exactly. hasn't just become the scraps of food that yep. we finish eating and our poop it's also become our environment and the th- tools we use and all of those types of yeah, things yeah 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 and it's a really fascinating topic because because it sort of put us puts us in a very interesting position where to make progress do we need to produce waste to then better the current thing Oh, like you know what inception. I'm thi- yeah, so it's like we have to use something and then produce it as waste and then reflect on how it can be made better. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean... Like we throw tools away yeah. and then say, oh, okay, how could that be better? Yeah. Like the, the like phones we use, mm. that's like an obvious example. It's like it's always getting better with each year, but it's producing so much waste. Yeah. So how can we like repurpose that yeah yeah well i feel like that's kind of reflecting on all topic like just humanity in general Mm. in the sense that like we're now discovering you can't burn oil and coal Mm. and that be sustainable we Mm. have to do some renewable energy uh funding and and sourcing um so yeah i feel like that's that's the pattern of humanity is like we produce these things and we get to a point where like oh Oh no, what have we done? Yeah. And then we go back and fix it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's what that repurposing mm. is. Yeah, and, and once, you know, one Google search of repurposing waste, you know, you, you're going to get tips and tricks on how to, mm. you know, repurpose a wine bottle or, you know, so repurpose saying, some jars. Are you saying that people should be Googling this stuff and not what Kim Kardashian is doing. (laughs) Well, look, you know, there's one thing we can repurpose. (laughs) And that's that's a bit of trash in itself. (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, um, um, to put a bit of context around it um, and a bit of... Uh, research into how much waste we're producing uh, year by year Um, in Australia alone in in 2017 we recorded 
600,000 tons of waste. What? But this wasn't just uh, stockpiled here. And this is, this is where the repurposing waste really comes into effect. It's we ship it to China. Okay. And this is, this is where the plot thickens a little bit more because China has actually stopped taking our waste. So we've actually had to outsource uh, Australia's waste alone to countries like Malaysia, Vietnam, Indonesia. Oh my god. Mm. That's... So people, well countries rather, not people, well, people in the countries, buy our waste and then reuse it themselves to make products. Right, okay. okay. So yep. part reason for that is they can reuse it for new products and reuse it for... Um, but what's happening at, at the moment is um, that's not happening in China anymore uh, or they're, um, they're not taking on our trash to repurpose into, into their products that they, that they sold back to us and then to the rest of the world. So a lot of what's happening at the moment is that Australia's waste alone and our recycled waste is just being stockpiled in a warehouse. Yeah, okay. And that presents a bit of a problem because how much space... How much physical space... Can we actually accommodate for our trash? Well, it sounds like we can't. If we're getting rid of it, Mm. if we're making it go offshore because we can't manage the amount of waste we're producing ourselves, Mm. that is a big problem. That is a big problem. And I get the sense of repurposing. So sending it to China because China's a major manufacturer of electronics so mm. therefore they reuse some of that to produce but obviously they've seen a problem because mm. they've stopped I mean I don't know the politics of it but that doesn't seem right to me mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah no and it's um, I think it's it presents like a huge problem in itself because I myself like for one didn't know that we were selling our waste to another country just seemed really really foreign to me like pun intended but it's very (laughs) it's very strange to be like shipping our waste to someone else like yeah i think the attitude for me um should be more aligned to how can we like best use this resource because it harkens back to the quote that we started with it's how can we best use something and really acknowledge its virtue, even though we regard it as waste. And I think that's, um, on an individual level, we we tend to think when our waste is discarded, mm. when we throw something in the bin, mm. it's out of sight, out of mind. So you're saying it's possibly a shift and change in attitude? Yeah, I think the that what needs to happen is more of an attitude shift. Yeah. Because without that, like we can we can outsource to companies and and um, countries, but mm. what really needs to happen on an individual level is to um, be conscious of the waste we're producing and and really put some thought into how we can extend its life beyond what it's actually for. Yeah. So one one example that I. 
um, I practice myself is extending the life of jars. I, yep. I can't see any reason to throw away a jar. Man, I am exactly the same and I get in trouble for it at home because I just have this massive jar collection. You ask any housemate I've had ever yeah. and they're like, Kaylin, why is the whole cupboard taken up with jars? <laughs> I'm like, well, they've got a purpose. They have a purpose. They and I, purpose. And I do reuse them. Um, like I reuse them to put, you know, loose food into. Mm. Um, I reuse them at the moment to grow avocado seeds. Yeah. So, you know, and then I'll wash them out and reuse it for something else because they're such like a great tool to have and so much energy has gone into it exactly. I just can't imagine throwing that mm. away like that being single use like mm. yeah exactly there's so much embodied energy in a jar mm. in itself like that as one example it's not just like some sort of Tupperware container it's an actual jar and it's you know it it has so much use beyond than you know carrying like peanut butter or like your coffee or something it can be yeah. used for, for everything yeah. yeah exactly so that's just one example and, and really to hone in on the individual responsibility that we have um, in my research um, I found that the average Australian produces 1.5 tons of waste a year a year a year how much does an elephant so, weigh to bring it back down to relative scale, yeah, that's two kilograms of trash a day. Whoa, two kilograms. Two kilos of trash a day. Yeah, and in the grand scheme of things, person. two kilograms. You, you know, you might be thinking, oh, what's two kilograms? No, but like if you get in the lift and the lift is full of people, look around. Every single person mm. is going to make two kilos of trash that two day. There's five of, of you on the lift. That's ten kilos of trash. Mm. Lift's full. There's ten people in the lift. You know, that's 20 kilos of trash. Yep. Yep. Like, I can't even lift out of the gym. No, that's all right. <laughs> Thanks to my trainer, I can. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's hectic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, and part of that, um, part of that research, I found a really useful, um, I suppose, resource and really great thought experiment that, that, um, that you can like run by and it's called what would your garbage selfie look like so if you <laughs> I love where this is going <laughs> so post this to social media on your yeah. <laughs> yeah. so if you stockpiled and didn't all your trash and didn't dispose of any of your garbage for a week mm. what would that trash or that garbage selfie look like if you laid down on the ground and had all your garbage around you, what would it actually look like? The Beyond that, disgusting, yeah. what is actually in there? What is the contents? What is the content? Yeah. So it's, it's really bringing into light, okay, this is the things that I'm throwing away. Mm. Can I actually reuse some of these things? Yeah. Does it need to be thrown away? Am I throwing away jars? Yeah. And... I suppose I, I do recognize that some things in their very nature need to be thrown away. Yeah. Like in the moment. But I think having that, having that thought or having that attitude just before, like giving it a thought before you throw it in the trash is saying, can this actually be used for something else? Yeah. You know, what? Yeah. Or even a step before that mm. when you're purchasing items. And this is what my sister does. Mm. Um, 
when when she's purchasing items, she's thinking about the end use of that item. So if she's buying rice, she'll buy bulk rice because there's less waste. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's the step four and the step during, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a really great great uh, attitude to have. Like mm. before the process, being conscious of or before investing in something being conscious of where how can I best utilize this yeah it's just having the foresight Mm. on what you're buying I don't know that seems like a really mundane thing to do when you're doing your supermarket shop and Mm. every item you pick up amongst the hundreds of items you're going to purchase that day you're thinking about those things but it's Mm. just about getting in the habit of it and you do it a couple times and then you start naturally thinking about it and then you encourage that within yourself and then next minute you're doing it you know you're actually living that lifestyle yeah and it does become a lifestyle of um of repurposing what you consume it's being resourceful with with the like resources that you use it's not just discarding something and then out of sight out of mind yeah and i think to bring it out of an individual responsibility and into more of a societal responsibility it's shifting away from this this economy of linear scale to a circular economy yes so a circular economy is 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 great in principle but it's very very hard to achieve Mm, okay because it requires that organizations Mm. get involved and becomes part of this system of repurposing our waste repurposing our goods into new goods or integrating them into the production of new goods so is there a level of foresight is it hard to achieve because there's a level of foresight needed at each individual stage and therefore there is a sacrifice that is needing to be made in order for it to get to the next stage and then the stage after? Because when you say sacrifice, what, what do you... Well, I mean, on a linear scale, a company knows that they can maximise a profit with that product whilst they have it and yeah. then they discard it. And then beyond that point, they don't need to think about it. Yeah, of course. So in a... In a circular scale, I think it's going to come, or a, whatever you call it, it's going to come back. Mm. So there will be a level, I can imagine, a level of sacrifice at that point in order for it to get all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. And it does put a lot of strain and responsibility on um, the company, and they don't really see, or well, in a business point of view, there's no real initiative to repurpose waste or integrate that back into it's more profitable to you know get source it as a new thing yes um but in saying that that is an opportunity for businesses to um really reach out to the collective that have are on that wavelength of repurposing their waste and being conscious about the types of waste that we use so um one uh, business that I found in, in Brisbane here alone um, is called Reverse Garbage. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. their whole business model is about sourcing industrial and commercial goods. Yep. So, i.e., like printers, um, little plastic things that you get from offcuts, oh, anything, right. yeah. anything that you can source from the production of a new good. Anything we might say is waste. Anything we might, yeah, deem yeah. waste. And it's stockpiled in a warehouse and 
it's basically a store where you can purchase these things in bulk. So that's like, that's an init- a self-made initiative from their business yes. point of view, from their business um, plan. Yeah, okay. So it starts to open up this circular economy of like, okay, how can we take what we're producing? How can we take what we're wasting and really put it in this circular economy of yep. giving back yep. and finding a new new resource and finding a new... Um, way of using this yeah. this product or, yeah. and I suppose what they're doing is um, being creative with the kind of waste that we do produce so yeah. but it's always up to the consumer to identify that it's like it's, it's saying a little rubber pellet or a little rubber mat can be used for something else yeah and that's that's the basic yeah crux so that's, of it. that's what i was going to ask you we took you talked earlier about that shift in attitude mm. so that shift in attitude do you think comes from the person or does it come from higher up does it come from government you know mm. does it come from governing bodies like uh, uh, companies or you know where do you see yeah where do you see that come with chicken and the egg, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. What comes first? Um, ultimately I think the most power comes from the individual, mm. um, as a consumer. Yeah. Um, the power with the people, which the is, power of the which people is because a future episode topic. That is right. That's right. Just a little teaser there. Yeah, ooh, watch out. What's to come? Watch this base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it does It does come back to that point of the consumer d- determines the market, right? Mm. Mm. The consumer being you and I. Yeah. We, we consume things, we buy things every day. We have to do that in order to function in society, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. if you're on that wavelength that you can't consume something, then please get in contact. With yeah, those. oh my God, please. <laughs> I want to know what your lifestyle is like. I want to know how you do it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it does become this... Uh, individual um, effort first yeah and then from that it informs the market um, of how we can uh, change from a linear economy to a circular economy yes right so it it then changes from that uh, individual to um, change the higher up systems Um, so that's one way we can actually um, uh, yeah. solve this yeah I think that's really yeah that's really it takes a lot though doesn't it I mean it's a really it's a really like um, awesome thing to aspire to mm. just chucking my practical mind onto it yeah. I'm just trying to think of the logistics and how that could work and that's relying on relying on people and energies to be able to the energy of those people to be able to portray that, produce that, project that, sorry, and hopefully influence. Mm. Because at the moment, if you think about the way our society generally works is someone would do one thing, other people catch on, Mm. it'll become a trend, and then people start doing it. And then it may phase out, it may just continue on, you know, um, maybe... Maybe that's what this is. Maybe that's how this can be. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I do I do feel that people are waking up to this attitude of being conscious about the kinds of things that we consume and how we but it's taking that next step of saying okay now that we've um, identified the ethically sourced companies and yeah. all, the, all the companies and businesses that are doing good on the, in the marketplace how can we now put it in a system that is just turbocharging this this circular economy yeah exactly you know and and on the topic of sustainability sustainability is a broad term it covers multiple facets it just means something can sustain itself indefinitely Mm. um so economy comes into sustainability Mm. as well and does does our push for sustainability on an environmental perspective actually produce a sustainable economy yeah exactly because we could be engaging in like instance in quotation marks sustainable practices that aren't yeah. actually sustainable in the long term yeah you know yeah, they yeah. seem they seem virtuous in the moment in, yep. in the present moment but giving them extra thought do they actually fit into this circular mm. economy yeah that's one one topic uh, one um, term people use that just irks me is more sustainable are this options more sustainable yeah. you can't be more sustainable or less sustainable mm. it is sustainable or it's not sustainable mm. it's very black and white yeah exactly it's no shades of grey if you want to use shades of grey that's where you jump into the eco territory mm. and the more environmentally friendly territory or uh, more bang for your buck but um, mm. you don't yeah anyway mm. A little rant. No, that's a, that's a really great point, and um, I, f- I suppose that is also another lead on to how do we solve this is is talking about the public engagement of, and perception of of um, of our waste. Yeah, you know how how do we uh, engage with our efforts to um, uh, repurpose our waste. So what's our public perception of waste? And it comes back to that, where we are at the moment of being out of sight, out of mind. We're happy to throw something in the bin and then have, have it shipped off. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's now bringing that into the forefront of, okay, um, if we can do that by, you know, just by letting someone else do it, as a higher up, how can we actually change that from a public level? And it does. And from an individual level, um, I think it's for me personally, I think it's about, okay, let's pull back to the home, Mm. your place of habitat. Um, So in your home, you are given a recycling bin, you're giving a green waste bin, and you're given a red bin or like a general waste bin. Mm. That's the formula in Brisbane anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, in your home, when you're, when you're cooking in the kitchen, for example, you either throw things in the general waste bin mm. or you look at your, your stockpile of stuff and go, oh, what can be recycled? This is recycled, this is recycled, this is recycled. The rest is general waste. Mm. And that's where you finish with dealing with your trash. But it's about, I think, changing that mentality and going putting an extra step in there what can be repurposed Mm. what can what can out of all of this that i have Mm. that i'm about to discard what can i reuse again what can be repurposed 
And that, I feel like that mentality will then start influencing other sections of your life to the point where you're getting to the supermarket and you're thinking, oh, no, I'm not going to buy that product today. I'm going to bulk buy that product because I have so many jars already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and there are um, businesses that operate on that on that um, initiative. To go back to the jar example, because I love talking about jars. Yeah, jars. Um, oh. There is bulk uh, food companies and businesses that operate on incentivizing the, the consumer mm. to bring in their own containers or containment of yeah goods. like your, lo- your local cafe well like in particular like for if you're doing your food shop yeah um you can fill up your own jars with yes. um nuts seeds yeah um, yeah yeah whatever, it's like the whatever. bulk food supply the bulk food supply yeah, yeah. love those places yeah. yeah so that's a really great initiative to um to step into that space and i think um, at the moment, it feels. Or at the moment, those businesses operate on on a quantity of like almost like a Costco or um, like the bulk buy model system. You have to yeah. buy in bulk to actually um, get some value out of yeah. it. But being a relatively new um, concept coming into fruition and um, challenging those those models of what a supermarket is Mm. um it does it does require more investment from the consumer yeah so it's like okay i know it's a little bit more extra effort to take my jar into this place yeah and fill up my own thing when i could just literally have it packaged ready to go from a supermarket yeah it's about the convenience it's about the convenience and sacrificing that convenience yeah 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 so at what um, at what point do we say convenience isn't enough anymore? Convenience doesn't work for the well, circular I think we economy. Can, we can say that now. It doesn't work. Convenience exactly. doesn't work. We've we've literally modelled our society from think of the nineteen sixties ads about convenience and mm. um, you know like we've literally modelled our society from that point forward mm. in this plastic based single use. Mm. And we we know now that it's mm. not sustainable, yeah. And that uh, it's it should have been beyond this point, yeah. That we said convenience isn't working, but you know, better late than never. Yeah. At what point does it become convenient to be swimming in your own garbage when you're at the beach next time? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> at what point does it come convenient to be building a whole new society on a garbage island that's mm. in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, mm. like? You know, it's just about that coming back to that foresight. Yeah. Just allowing yourself the room to have foresight mm. and just think about it. Just stop and think about it for one second. Mm. And then you can make an ethical decision based on based on your own principles. And yeah. I'm not saying you need to or you don't need to, but as long as you're making that decision based on your own principles, um, then you then hopefully because generally the general population are good people i see Mm. so hopefully we start making some good choices yeah yeah and it does come back to those choices but from there it's making that connection to those good choices that we want to make um so at the moment there's those those disconnects that we we have to deal with and to really hone in on them is um the first disconnect being people don't view it as their problem yep you know, it's not 100%. my problem to deal with my own waste. Yep. Even though I'm producing my own waste, there are 
it should come from a higher source. There are yeah ways of you know dealing with this waste. Yeah, the garbage truck picks it up, takes it away, and out of it, sight. Yeah, out of mind. Out of mind. Yeah. And the next sort of disconnect is that, um, is that waste and resources aren't seen as the same thing. So I think yes. from there, we need to bridge that gap of, of dissonance mm. between waste and being resourceful as the yeah. same thing. Yes, definitely. I think that's, really, that's a, really good, a really good point that you bring up and mm. something I haven't thought of prior to this discussion. So I think that's, mm. yeah, I hope people take that away and think about that and mm. spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... and I suppose um, to bring it into the areas of of, um, of waste that we we most produce in, um, food being one of them. Yep. Food being one of them, um, and there's great initiatives in Oz Harvest where they yeah yeah you know, absolutely yeah they repurpose or they don't it's not necessarily repurposing but they redistribute. Yeah, and their their business model or their model is based off helping those mm. who need it. Mm. Um, maybe that's something that other waste can be used for. Yeah, you know, government housing, for instance. I'm just trying to put it yeah back into like a building context. Food is um, one of the very tricky and and one of the biggest grey areas of. Um, repurposing waste if we want to bring it back to that central topic of repurposing because how once something becomes waste or perceived as waste in a food context so say for instance um, in a restaurant a bit of food is used how can you then repurpose that that food Mm -hmm. and will it be accepted on the on the dinner plate or wherever it goes yeah you know got to be used for composting like a local composting yes, like exactly and yeah. it's those initiatives of having a think about okay and really taking an audit of of our trash mm. all that all that um food that we use yeah and don't yeah. use and don't use yeah that becomes you know landfill and yeah. just generates so much methane gas from that yeah for, so which can and be used, for and that's a real, yeah. and that's a reality in itself. When food is de- disposed into landfill, it gets yeah. trapped under all this garbage, all this plastic, and actually builds up a deposit because it can't decompose properly, and it builds up in a methane gas. Yeah. So, further adding to the ozone layer and carbon and yeah, carbon um. Yeah, I, d- I remember at um, uni I actually did, we had to find a way to produce energy on site. Mm. And one of the things I proposed was this system where we harvested that methane gas from the trash, from the local trash. Nice. And we then converted it to power. And we actually, rough calculations, I'm not in any way an engineer, but um, we worked out that we could actually power this entire building and potentially buildings around it based mm. off people's trash alone because That's there's an endless supply of it people are always going to be using it mm. so that was that was pretty cool like it was compostable trash mm. obviously 
Um, but that was pretty cool little experiment to see what we could do with trash. Yeah. yeah. And that's another, another sector of um, where we generate our waste is the construction sector. Yes. Construction sector does its best to minimize its waste with like does surveyors, it? quantity surveyors uh, and yeah. estimators. Um, but ultimately there are always going to be um, contingencies for those waste. So we're always going to produce waste on the job site. We're going to try and marginalize that to a very small fraction. And repurpose. But how can we repurpose that waste that is produced? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know the latest statistic? Is it 40% of all waste landfill is construction waste? I'm pretty sure it was 40%. Yeah. Mm. Which is something ridiculous when you think about it. Um, hmm. so we need development yeah, for society um, yeah. I feel like we need development that's um, always a good thing but yeah it's just about honing it back in isn't it yeah. and thinking how can we repurpose as opposed to mm. yeah and another another sector that can be really focused in and honed in on is um, a big one fashion oh fashion yes mm. fashion is a huge one mm. um, with certain businesses and companies not to name and shame any of them um, are focused on this economy of fast fashion yeah so producing lines of fashion at a very fast scale at the convenience for you to keep up to keep up to date with trends. Yeah, I was just about to say that the consumer. Yeah, yeah. powers in with the consumer. Yeah, so. and it comes at that convenience of speed and price. Yeah. So, those are the two things that make it convenient as a consumer, but it's also having that that weight of of con- um, conscience of saying this is coming at the, the expense of those two things mm. but it's also adding to the problem of this is actually not a very high quality made garment yep um, it's, it's not ethically not made last. let's be honest it's not it's ethically made, made in a sweatshop somewhere exactly yeah um, and yeah beyond that from an environmental perspective like you said it's producing mm. so much waste mm. yeah and um, in my research I wanted to sort of point out a really great um, initiative in that sector of fashion um, a designer in um, New York I believe Emily Bode mm. and shout out Emily <laughs> Emily Bode doing great um, her uh, business runs off a is is around luxury menswear and it's a passion for patchwork which she reuses mm. Uh, things like quilts and curtains and yeah, okay, yeah, all of those yeah. different um, household items and makes them into fashion. Yeah, cool. And yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's a great that's a way great, of repurposing. And they look fantastic. Yeah. You know, but obviously that, that, that comes with a price tag. Yeah, you know, it comes with a premium. With those art, artisanal um, items comes with a price tag you're paying for something that's been 
handcrafted yeah. being paid for something that's actually been thought about yes and that's right? the thing that's kind of the economy we're in at the moment isn't mm. it where we're at this changing point this shift and sustainability isn't cheap yeah so yeah so those are those are some of the sectors that we can um, improve our efforts in repurposing our waste and shifting our attitudes to um, uh, on how we deal with our waste yep. um, as human beings we we will always produce waste but it's up to us to um, have the attitude and have the initiative to rethink of how we can reuse this waste yeah. um, so we'll leave it there and yeah. I want to leave a question for you all um, what kind of waste can you reuse in your life so next time you go to throw something out just give it a thought you don't necessarily need to follow through with the action um, it's just having that thought and planting that thought of saying, how can I use this for something else? Um, just could it be used in another part of my life that's mm. not necessarily um, what the thing was designed for? Yeah. Just think about it. Just, just think, think about, about it. it. That's, that's the best we can do yeah. at this point and what we want to communicate to you all. And mm. yeah. So... Cool, 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 cool. That was a great chat, Kaylin. Yeah, man. That was, uh, you could say, a habity chat chat. A habity chat? A habity chat habity chat? Habity chat. Uh, yeah, so um, admin, uh, like us on, follow us on Instagram, follow us on, like us on Facebook, mm-hmm. contribute to the discussion. Yep. Um, all those things, you can be able to find links to all these in the description. Yep, you'll find all the resources and, and um, research in the link or in the description, wherever seems best. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, see you. Will we? We'll talk to you in the we'll, next, yeah, next episode. Yeah, talk to you. Yeah, I think that's right. Because well, we'll they won't see us and we won't, we won't see them and we won't hear them. Mm. Oh, no, but we will. Oh, but we will. On our social media platforms. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Peace out. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We hope you've enjoyed this chat. Feel free to join the discussion by finding us on social media. Here, we really encourage our listeners to get involved and extend the conversation. If there's a topic that you'd like us to talk about, drop us a line. From the Habit Chatters, have a good day.